0: What's up, smarty people? It's Keys Dan with RadioWhat.com, DJLittleRock.com, coming to you live and in living color from the Radio What Studios. And this is my podcast, What Makes You Smarter. It's an extension of the RadioWhat.com internet radio station that I've been running for quite some time. And if you need DJ services, where do I always send you? DJLittleRock.com. One more time, DJLittleRock.com. Check availability and get a free price quote and maybe you could have me at your next event. You know I like to party with the people. Make your next thing a big one. Also, if you'd like to tell your story or hear the stories of others, I encourage you to check out my other podcast. It's called What Makes You Famous. Find it everywhere using the hashtag What Makes You Famous. Now, on with the show. <laughs> Today on the program, interesting facts. In fact, we have seven interesting facts. Seven major inventions that were created by accident. While many inventions are the outcome of tireless effort and incredible insight, a little luck never hurts. Some inventions from post-it notes to penicillin are amazing examples of good fortune as well as curiosity and tenacity. After all, it's not enough For an accident to reveal some incredible new advancement, it also needs to be witnessed by an inquisitive person prepared to understand its significance. Here are seven world-changing inventions that were discovered by accident by people who made sure that these serendipitous moments didn't go unnoticed. I just mentioned post-its. In 1968, scientist Spencer Silver was working at the Minnesota Mining and Manufacturing Company, also known as 3M. Founded in 1902, 3M quickly evolved from beyond mining, and by the mid-20th century, the company had expanded into the adhesive game. At the time, Silver was trying to make bigger, tougher, stronger adhesives, and thus Considered one of his creations known as acrylate copolymer, oh, copolymer, acrylate copolymer microspheres a failure. These microspheres could retain their stickiness but could also be removed easily. Not exactly a big, tough, or strong adhesive. While Silver believed this light hold adhesive could have some sort of use. He patented patented it just to be safe. He couldn't put a finger on what use that was. Exactly. Until one day, fellow 3M scientist Art Fry was in search of a bookmark that could stick to pages without damaging paper. Fry immediately thought of silver's microspheres and the two scientists soon found themselves writing each other messages around the office on the world's first post-it notes what we have here isn't just a bookmark Fry once said it's a whole new way to communicate that almost sounded like cool hand Luke Luke. what we have here is failure to communicate (laughs) that's pretty cool (laughs) hand Luke number two microwave ovens today 90 percent of american households have a microwave oven and it's all thanks to magnetron expert percy spencer in the mid-1940s spencer was working at the aerospace and defense company raytheon when he took a step in front of an active radar set To his surprise, the candy bar in his pocket melted. Spencer conducted a few more experiments using popcorn kernels and eggs and realized that microwaves could vibrate water molecules, causing them to produce heat and cook food. Raytheon patented the invention in 1945 and released the first microwave oven called the Radar Range. The next year, it weighed (laughs) It weighed 750 pounds and cost $5,000, about $52,000 in today's money. It wasn't until the 1970s that both the technology and price reached the consumer. That consumer sweet spot and microwave ovens became a must-have appliance in every home. Number three, penicillin. If you ever need to stress your boss, uh, stress to your boss the importance of vacation, share the tale of penicillin. On September 3rd, 1928, Scottish physician, physician Alexander Fleming returned to his laboratory at St. Mary's Hospital in London. After a vacation of more than a month, sitting next to a window was a petri dish filled with the infectious bacteria known as. ah, Staphylococcus, oh my goodness, staph, okay, just staph, but it's what Fleming found in the dish alongside the bacteria that it astounded him. Inside the Petri dish was a fungus known as penicillium, or what Fleming at the time called mold juice. Whatever the name, this particular fungus appeared to stop Staphylococcus staphylococcus from spreading and fleming pondered whether this fungus bacteriophobic superpowers could be harnessed into a new kind of medicine spoiler it could and in the coming years fleming developed the world's first antibiotic winning the nobel prize for medicine in 1945 for his accidental yet world-changing discovery i did not invent penicillin nature did that Fleming once said, I only discovered it by accident. Pretty cool. Pretty humble, too. Number four, X-rays. In November 1895, German scientist Wilhelm Conrad Rehnchen was hard at work studying cathode radiation in his Würzburg laboratory when a chemically coated screen nine feet away began to glow. What followed was seven weeks of what Rankin's wife, Bertha, later described as a dreadful time. Rankin worked tirelessly obsessed with discovering the secrets of the phenomenon he called X-rays, named because the rays were then known as in solving for X. Okay. Often coming home in a bad mood and eating silently before immediately retreating back to his lab. Eventually, he even moved his bed into his lab so he could work around the clock. As Rankin would later put it, I didn't think, I investigated. As a result of his investigation, a paper was a paper published in late December that same year, titled, On a New Kind of Rays. The work detailed how these x-rays could penetrate objects, and the medical applications for such invention were immediately apparent. Within a month or two, the first clinical use of x-rays occurred in Hanover, New Hampshire, and Renkin became the recipient of the first Nobel Prize in Physics in 1901. How about that? Number five, vulcanized rubber. On its own, natural rubber isn't immensely useful. It melts in warm weather, cracks in the cold, and adheres to basically everything but once rubber undergoes a process known as vulcanization in which natural rubber is mixed with sulfur or some other curative and heated to between 140 to 180 degrees celsius, it gains immense, immense tensile, strength, tensile strength sorry, and becomes resilient to swelling and abrasion. Although creating this kind of Tough rubber is a relatively complicated process. Evidence suggests that an ancient Mexican people known as Olmecs, which means rubber people, used some type of vulcanization. But modern vulcanization didn't arrive until 1839 when American inventor Charles Goodyear accidentally t- dropped india rubber mixed with sulfur on a hot stove, recognizing that the rubber held its shape and also gained strength and rigidity. Goodyear soon patented his discovery. Alas, protecting those patents from infringement proved impossible, and Goodyear died in 1860, some $200,000 in debt. However, Goodyear still saw his life as a success, once writing, I am not deposed to complain that I have planted and others have gathered the fruits. A man has cause for regret only when he sows and no one reaps. 38 years later, American entrepreneur Frank Cyberling started a a company to supply tires for the nascent automobile industry. Because creating tires capable of handling the rough terrain of dirt roads relied entirely on the process of vulcanization, Cyberling named his enterprise, After the man who made it all possible, calling the Goodyear Tire, calling it the Goodyear Tire and Rubber Company. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Number six. Velcro. Amazing inventions come to curious minds. And that certainly the case for Swiss engineer, George de Mestral. While on, while on a walk to the, in the woods with his dog, Demistral noticed how burrs from a burdock plant stuck to his plants uh, stuck to his pants as well as his dog's fur. Examining the burrs under a microscope, Demistral discovered that the tips of burr weren't straight as they appeared to the naked eye, but instead contained tiny hooks at the end that could grab hold of the fibers in his clothing. It took nearly 15 years for Demistral to create what he witnessed under that microscope, but eventually created the product that both stuck together securely and could easily be pulled apart. In 1954, he pant- patented the creation he dubbed Velcro. A portmanteau of the French words, velours, velvet, and crochet, hook. (laughs) Did you think that uh, Velcro was invented in space by NASA? Did you? I, I, I thought that at some point, at some point in my life. Now you know better. Number seven, synthetic dye. For most of human history, dyes and pigments were sourced from natural resources, such as metals, minerals, and even bad guano it was an expensive process and one that of the most costly colors to create was purple which had to be sourced from a particular mollusk along the coast of tyre a city in modern lebanon in fact the dye was so expensive that the color was reserved for royalty with monarchs like queen elizabeth even passing laws to ensure as much this Then came an 18-year-old British chemist, William Henry Perkin. In 1856, Perkin was working in a lab where he was trying and failing to produce a th- synthetic form of quinine, a compound found in the bark of chinchona trees used to treat malaria. While washing out the brown sludge of one failed experiment with alcohol, the mixture turned a brilliant purple calling his creation. Malveen Perkin soon realized that no, not only was this dye cheap to produce, but it also lasted longer than dyes derived from natural sources, which tended to fade quickly. Perkins discovery kickstarted a chain reaction of chemical advances, advanced, advances that brought cheap, colorful dyes to the fashion industry. Within six years of Perkins' happy accident, even Queen Victoria herself began wearing colorful garments of bright mauveen. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. There's seven major inventions that were created by accident. This has been What Makes You Smarter. Hey, stick around for more. (laughs) Like, subscribe, share, comment. I like comments. Also, if you'd like to tell your story or hear the stories of others, I encourage you to check out my other podcast. It's called What Makes You Famous. Find it everywhere using the hashtag WhatMakesYouFamous. That's it for me. It's KeysDan, RadioWhat.com, DJLittleRock.com. Peace. I'm out of here.